a quiz, yes, it is a fun social thing, but you can use that quiz to segment your audience. So a quiz can be used to capture contacts because at the end of the quiz, you can ask somebody to put in their email to see the results. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to another episode of Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq, and thank you for joining me finally for episode number 82. Man, it's taken me a while to get back into the swing of things since Inbound 17, which is back in late October, but I'm finally back, and thank you to everyone who emailed and messaged and and tweeted, asked me, Moby, you haven't released an episode in almost a month, when are you coming back? Well, I'm finally back, and thank you for your patience, and I've got an interview for you, and what an interview to come back with. So, our regular listeners will know every second week. Uh, we like to do an interview with a, with an inbound or digital marketing expert. And this week, I've got Josh Hainem from Interact. So Interact is a quiz software company. And honestly, like before Interact came on my radar, I was like, you know, quizzes are just one of those, you know, maybe it's not one of those really serious marketing tactics. You know, it's something that news sites or media companies do uh, for a laugh or whatever. But it's honestly, like after looking into this, it is perhaps one of the most underrated techniques for growing your email database. So if you're really looking to kind of grow that top of funnel email database, then you cannot look past quizzes. Now, in this episode, Josh talks about what works best in addition to just quizzes, uh, what works best when you're on a bootstrapped budget. Um, How far do you deviate from talking about your core product in your content marketing? So, I don't know if you sell pipes or something, um, then, you know, how far, how much can you talk about pipes? Like, can you start talking about other things that that persona might be interested in? So, really, really interesting insights for him. And then, of course, he's kind of, you know, his expertise, um, quizzes. Uh, what do you think about when you when you are designing a quiz where you start um, the best practice around structuring your quiz and of course how you promote it so a whole bunch of stuff in here I'll kick it straight to the interview um, but for our one thing Josh has been really really kind enough to do for inbound buzz listeners if you like what you hear and you want to give this software a go and I think they have one month only plans as well you can get 25% off by using the code inbound buzz. So that's inbound buzz. I think you have to put it in all caps. I believe you can probably try both ways. Um, inbound buzz. And if you want to check out the show notes, any links we talk about, uh, or the video recording uh, of the show, the video version, then check out redpandas.com.au forward slash EP82. Okay, without further ado, let's jump straight into it and learn a thing or two from Josh Hainem. My guest today is the founder of Interact, a quiz generation company that has created quizzes for the best of the best. Over 30,000 brands to be in fact, including Greenpeace, Eventbrite, Starbucks, um, just to name a couple. He's truly an expert not only in quizzes, but also bootstrapping and growing a business, you know, the path to a successful business. That's the other reason why I'm so excited to uh, chat to Josh. Josh, thank you so much for coming on and joining us all the way from San Francisco, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Josh, why don't you fill in the gaps real quick uh, in my intro there in regards to who you are and what you do? 
Yeah. So, I mean, you nailed it with the current company in terms of who I am. I have been an entrepreneur for a long time. So this is actually my third company. Started my first one 10 years ago when I was 15 years old, uh, still in high school, which I believe would be primary school. Uh, and then I just kind of went from there. I've always been a creator, a tinkerer, uh, outside of work, I'm very much an offline person. So I like to go outside and hike and go on adventures. I, I just got back from a two-week trip to Vietnam. So love to travel, explore the world, kind of experience different things, different cultures, different foods, all that kind of stuff uh, in various places around the world. So that is what I am outside of work and within work. Awesome. So just a random question. So I, I don't know if you do this, Josh, but when I go overseas, like I was mentioning before the call, or I went to the States recently, like anywhere that's not home, I just kind of put my marketing hat on. I think that could be a cool idea. Like you guys have things like, like food trucks have been huge in the States for a long time and now they're kind of coming in, in Australia. And one of the things I say to people who want to start a business, I'm like, don't always think about a new business. Think about maybe importing something that works. So did you have anything like that when you went to, went to Vietnam of all places? Did you put your entrepreneurial cap on and thought that could be a business or that could be a business? You know, the thing that's crazy about Vietnam, especially Ho Chi Minh, which used to be Saigon, it's the big city in the South, is that we went to so many places that were exact replicas of stuff in the States. So we went to a coffee shop called the Workshop Cafe, which is the same as the Workshop Cafe that I walk by <laughs> in San Francisco all the time. Uh, we went to these different restaurants. We went to a restaurant where you eat in the pitch black and you have to kind of guess what the food is. And it's an exact replica of a restaurant in Paris. So it's really cool to see it there. The industry that's happening in Vietnam is incredible. So it's the reverse of kind of what you pull in from, you know, going to a different place. But yeah, it's, it's amazing to kind of see the way that they have caught up so quickly by just emulating a lot of the stuff that's already proven to work in other places. That's cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, okay. Before we get real tactical, right around the idea of quizzes, um, like I quickly mentioned in the intro, your whole, you know, growth phase and one, I think is quite intriguing, intriguing, particularly for the smaller kind of medium segment of our audience. Um, so talk to me about the strategy of your initial growth or, you know, growth hacking phase, whatever you want to call it. And how you actually chose your marketing channels. Because like everyone else, you're, you're probably bootstrapping. Maybe you still are. So talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah. So we've remained bootstrapped the whole time. Uh, and we've tried a bunch of stuff. Um, we've done all sorts of different ways of trying to acquire customers. A lot that haven't worked and one that has worked really well. So in terms of the ones that haven't worked, we've tried a lot of direct outreach campaigns. So going directly to clients that we want to work with, approaching them in various ways across social and email and calls and all that kind of stuff. We've had zero success with that. What we're doing is super new. Nobody has ever used a quiz before they work with us for marketing. So when they work with us, it's the first time they've ever heard of this. And it's really hard to sell something that no one's ever heard of before. <laughs> like it's easy to sell somebody a product if they already have one and you've got a better, newer version of it, that makes sense. But if they never have done something, you can't approach them and be like, hey, here's a better version of X, because there's no X, it doesn't exist. And so we failed a lot in that area. What has worked extremely well for us is influencer marketing. So going to bloggers, going to influencers, going to agencies, and partnering with them to where they use our product 
sometimes for free, sometimes they pay for it, but always they end up writing a review about their experience using it in terms of using a quiz for marketing and for lead generation. And then when they articles, other folks see those and come and sign up. And that's been the most effective channel, actually the only effective channel that we have worked with. And it's been an amazing shift for us once we came upon that and have really started to pour into it. Awesome. Awesome. We'll probe into that a little bit as well. I've got a, question, a couple of questions for you. So I, I love this, you know, when I kind of did a little bit more research, you know, chiefly because this is an inbound marketing podcast, your whole idea and you, and you touch on it there as well, like just educating, educating, educating. So, and, and, and you talk about this, right? What you do is quite niche and specialized and the way you ought to, you guys own that space. You guys are very good at it, possibly one of the best at it. So my question is you've guest posted on, you know, entrepreneur, marketing profs, all these kind of, you know, really awesome, you know, tiered sites. How far do you veer away from the core of what you do? The core being quizzes, right? Cause I, I know this is a question I get a lot of time with my clients. So what's the balance between talking about quizzes and content, you know, further away from the funnel, possibly, you know, more kind of, you know, as they say, mofu or, or tofu kind of content. How do you strike that balance? Yeah, that's a super good question. And I think it's something that I still have to practice because especially in the beginning, you have to stay really, really focused. The only thing that's going to drive revenue and customers for you in the early stages is content that's very, very specific to what you do. And for us, that was especially true. I did a lot of content marketing that was you know, not necessarily related to our products. So I was doing like, you know, a bunch of blog post ideas in a post, like a roundup, uh, lead generation ideas in a post as a roundup. And those would get a lot of traffic, no signups. Mm. It was only when I switched to very specific stuff, like how to use quizzes for lead generation, for social media lead generation in particular, that we actually started to get people to come and sign up through that content. Now, as you grow, and especially if you're going as nuts with it as we have, you start to kind of fill in all the places that you can possibly talk about the same thing. You know, we've right. literally done hundreds of guest posts. We've done thousands of our own posts. We've done thousands of partner posts. So there starts to come a point where you do kind of run out of places that you can post roughly the same type of content. And then you staff have to start to experiment with what can I do in terms of moving a little bit away from this very core thing that we do? And so that's, that's something you kind of have to test along the way because when you're really small, it's not going to work. You get a little bit bigger, try it again, see if it works. You get a little bit bigger, try it again, see if it works. And see, kind of keep testing when you're able to veer a little bit off of your core uh, tenants of what you do and see when you can actually start to branch out and talk about other topics. So now we have a bit of a mix. You know, I'll do stuff about entrepreneurialism, about marketing in general, about sales strategy, that kind of stuff. And that does drive stuff for us at this point. But a few years ago, that wasn't the case. So I think it's something that's really important to test every few months but never like fully commit to until you really, really know that it's going to work well for you. Mm. So um, when you sort of say test that the testing of veering away from your core a little. Yeah. So like do a few pieces and see, you know, put some tracking codes on them and see what happens. Mm. 
Awesome. I really like that, man. That, that's really, really good because it's like, and particularly, it works really well with influencer marketing too, right? Because it's for most businesses, they're not going to have the problem that you have. You're running out of places to talk about. They just need to start. So sure, you might run out on your, your website after a while, but you can just rehash the same stuff somewhere else when it, when it comes to influencer marketing. Like obviously tweak it, obviously. Um, I like that. It's really good. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think people have the tendency to think that stuff is like once you've written one article, you can't, you can't really it. do the same thing anywhere else. That's not at all true. You can do it thousands of times. I mean, audiences are so segmented now. It's weird that because everybody's so connected, but at the same time, audiences are so separated. Like somebody who reads one blog is probably not going to read another one, not going to read the other one. And so it's not a problem to have similar stuff. And I think that's something to, to be really aware of. I think that, and, and possibly because it's not sexy to read about, but I, I think you've touched on something quite cool there. Like, no, we don't talk about that enough. Like, just do the same thing again. It's always like how to generate more blog post ideas. Um, we might get as far in the marketing world, we might get as far as talking about how to repurpose a video to an article or whatever. But the idea of rerunning that sweet spot again and again, I think is so key and the brand should do a lot more of it and not be, not be scared of or feel guilty about. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I wrote an entire article on that one uh, for HubSpot and I titled it uh, Why You Should Write More Boring Content because basically the concept is it gets boring to write very similar stuff. But when you're actually the best at something, like we are the best at explaining quizzes. There is nobody that does it better than we do. It's not boring to other people when you're writing about it. It might be boring to you because it's the umpteenth time you've written the same, roughly the same thing, but you should do more of that because once you hone in on something that you're really good at, you should go around and keep saying the thing, same thing. And uh, the analogy that I always have for this is comedians. Like a comedian will tell the same joke thousands of times throughout their career and it still nails it because you have a different audience every time. Content's not really different. You can do the same thing if you're really nailing it and just reach different audiences. He, he, he. I completely agree. I'll find that link is, uh, as well and I'll link that in the show notes, uh, that HubSpot article, uh, which will be at redpandas.com.au forward slash EP82. So look out for that one. And you're right about the, uh, I thought of Jerry Seinfeld when he said, the, the, the comic thing i saw his netflix special if no one has seen it and you're a seinfeld fan you got to see it but he talks about night guy versus day guy like night guys like i'll oh, stay up and watch fast and furious 7 which was on last night by the way but that'll be morning guys problem but, but he, he did that back in the 90s so you're spot on yep. <laughs> it's it's so true it's so true they all do it they all do it cool cool okay so let's let's talk about the quizzes so you mentioned this before um and, and I'm sure I'm sure other interviewers have asked you this before because like I, I saw your stuff and I'm like, man, it is really hard to sell quizzes, right? And I, I think part of the problem, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, I think part of the problem might be because it's not seen as a strategic growth idea, for example. Like it's one of those things that I feel has been around for so long and media sites or news sites have kind of done it as a playful thing. So people kind of dismiss it as a playful social thing. But they're quite powerful. So talk to us about the power of that. Like one, is it, I think you've already said it, it is hard to sell. So how do you get around trying to sell the idea of quizzes not being this playful little social tool? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can. I think the only way you can do it is by 
having people go out and represent you that have done it and they can say, okay, this is a real thing. These are my results. And that's how you sell it. We, we don't even try to sell to anybody that doesn't get it. We connect with influencers. We connect with marketing people that already understand the value of quizzes because they see the connection between something that's like so viscerally drawing people in and how that can be used as a marketing tool. Then we let them try it out and share their results and that will sell it to other folks that have never heard of it or maybe they don't quite get it. Um, but us going directly to people and trying to convince them that this is a smart thing to do at this point is not something we can do. And that's another one of those things where you have to test it every few months and see if something's changed. So every few months we try another direct campaign and the results have been moving slightly in our favor, but nowhere near where it needs to be. So at this point we don't even try and we just rely on other folks who get it and they do it and then they explain how it works because it is extremely powerful. I mean, a quiz, yes, it is a fun social thing, but you can use that quiz to segment your audience. So a quiz can be used to capture contacts because at the end of the quiz, you can ask somebody to put in their email to see the results. You can segment that person to different sequences, to different lists. You can tag them based on which quiz outcome they get and also based on how they answer individual questions. So one of your questions might be, what's your favorite thing to have for dinner? And you can tag somebody if they like pizza and you can send them an email about how to be a pizza marketer. And mm. you can have this very, very, very specific stuff which works extremely well. When you're sending somebody an email based on something they told you, you're going to get massively higher open rates and click-throughs and eventually sales. So it's very, very powerful, uh, but it does kind of still have that stigma of just being a fun social thing. Mm. So you, you, you've already started on that, and I, and I love that if you can expand on that a little bit. Why do you think quizzes are the next be best thing or the next biggest thing in marketing? Um, is, is that something you just wrote for a clickbait purpose or you actually believe that? <laughs> Why do you think they are going to be the next big thing or, or are quickly becoming the next big thing? Oh yeah. I mean, I totally believe that. I think we've gone through stages in terms of marketing and if you, there's lots of ways to think about marketing, but one of the ways that you can think about marketing is it's the capturing of new contacts. It's a capturing of new people that you can sell to. It's the front lines of your business and the progression of marketing on the internet. It started with very, very direct offers like click on this thing to get a discount. And those had high conversion rates Like you could go directly to what you're offering and you'd get email addresses. It worked really well. Those things were converting at insane rates. You know, it goes back to the first uh, banner on a Yahoo website that had like an 82% click through rate. Right. And that's just plummeted. It's gone down to 0 0.01, sometimes less. So the very direct offer, quickly stopped working. So then what did we do? We moved over to the indirect offer, the ebook, the resource guide, the list of tools, the free download, whatever it was, right? And that's, we're still mostly in that phase, but it's starting to decline. 
and it's starting to decline pretty quickly. People are kind of over eBooks, especially with how much like entertainment content is available online. Even if you download an eBook, the odds that you read it before moving on to the next Kardashians article you're going to read is not very high. So we've started to see a decline in that. So then what's the next thing? The next thing is entertainment as marketing, which is what quizzes are. So an ebook about seven ways to become a better marketer doesn't hold a candle to the Kardashians article, but a quiz about what type of marketing superhero are you definitely holds a candle to the Kardashians article. And sometimes it's going to win out because that's an interesting entertainment piece of content. It's something that you'd see on Buzzfeed anyways, but now it's coming from a brand and it does the same work as the ebook of capturing that contact information. So I believe the next wave of marketing is entertainment marketing, which quizzes right now are the number one thing in that space. That's so cool, man. And like you just said that reminded me of something else. Cause the whole thing is how do we get cut through as well? So compare that to an ebook. And I, I thought about, um, you know, the folks from digital marketer, the, yeah. the guys from digital marketer, the, their, their podcast, perpetual traffic, I think Molly Pittman and one of the other guys spoke about, um, you know, running like say it's a marketing, like a marketing agency ad, but then using like a left field sort of thing like game of Thrones and say like winter is coming. What's your marketing strategy going to be? But if you use it, if you use a quiz, you can start segmenting and then also create creative off the back of that. Like that is, that just sounds so obvious to me. Like that is really, really cool. And that's how you're going to get cut through. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's a massively powerful thing. And yeah, the cut through is the perfect way to describe it because you've got to get through all the noise. There's so much noise. There's so many other options. If you're, if you're doing the same stuff as everybody else, it's just not going to work. And I think you run the risk of being gimmicky. If you go too far, like sometimes with the game of Thrones stuff, it can be really mm-hmm. tough because it, people are doing that already, but, right. But if you do a quiz and you keep it on brand, like if you keep it relevant to what your company does, what you offer, who you're trying to reach, then you can stay relevant, but also cut through that noise and get straight to the people that you want to reach. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's dive a little bit tactically into this. So say um, uh, we understand now the idea of using this, this powerful you know, mechanic to get new subscribers how do you do that? So how would you use a quiz to get new subscribers? Like, is it a matter of asking for the email? Like I'm dumbing it real down, right? Like I asking for the email after, before, how do you use that tactically? Yeah. Yeah. So it's at the end because at the end of a quiz, quizzes usually take about two minutes to complete. So by the end of that, somebody's drawn in. And also if you've got good questions, they've gotten a little more comfortable with your brand and like who you are. So it's a good time to ask for the contact information at the end before you reveal their quiz outcome. So that works super well. It has a 50% average conversion rate, which is insane. So it's very, very high. Uh, So that's how you do it. But in terms of how you actually promote that quiz, With our platform in particular, you can just choose options and there's three options. You can set it up to run as a pop-up on your website automatically using our WordPress plugin. You can set it up as an announcement bar across the top of your site, or you can set it up as a Facebook ad and we generate a preview of what that should look like. And then you just 
transfer it over to Facebook. And then you can always embed it into a blog post and stuff like that. But it runs in the same places that you would run an ebook. It basically is a replacement for whatever ebook or lead magnet offer that you currently have. It's just now it's a quiz and it's really easy to implement it because you can use our quiz templates that are already done and then you just implement it using those promotion tactics. Awesome. Awesome. Let, let's unpack that a little bit. I, I had it for a little bit later, but I'd love to talk about the interact platform now. Um, okay. So you mentioned a few things there. You can, you can use it as a Facebook ad. Talk, talk to me about some of the features. How, how can you use the actual interact platform in the context? Yeah. Yeah. So the quick, an easy way to get it set up, which is what you want to do at first because you want to see if it works. So the easy way to do that is you jump in. We have uh, categories of templates. So you'd select your category. Let's say you're a blogger and click on blogging. And then you can sort those templates by conversion rate, just like you would with the lead pages or some other tool like that. So you grab the highest converting one. You connect it up to your email list or your autoresponder. You can set up different autoresponders for the different email, uh, quiz outcomes, or you can just have everybody go to the same one or same list, whatever you want to do. Then you uh, promote that. And the way you promote it is you choose from the options that we have. So you can choose to set it up as a pop-up on your website, and then you just add our little code. And all of a sudden your quiz is live on your website as a pop-up. Uh, or you can do it as an announcement bar, like a hello bar type of deal, That's top. but built into our platform. So you don't have to go use anybody else's stuff. Uh, or you can do a Facebook ad and we will actually pre-populate what that ad should look like exactly. That's and then cool. give you the assets that you need and you just go set it up in your ads manager. So we'll pre-populate it the way that it should run to get the highest click throughs. So it's all kind of done really so for you, you. You actually create the ad. I thought I misheard the first time. That's why I asked again. You actually even create the ad for the folk who use the platform and it, they just push it out to their own interests and everything. Yeah, exactly. So you just set up like your targeting and all that kind of stuff. We will, we will show you exactly what your ad should be. Cool. Um, and I'll, I'll, let, let me try to work two questions into one. It's not always a good idea, but let's, let's try. So, um, what are the different types? Cause I know people are now thinking, okay, like what can I actually do with interact? There's, there's not just quizzes, there's polls and whatever. What are the different types? And I want you to work that into the idea of, is this going to work with other industries? Cause like one of the first things, I don't know why people are so dismissive when they hear new marketing tactics, probably cause they're averse to change something you've mentioned as well in, in, your, in your writing. Um, but yeah, so talking about the different features of Interact and can this work across different industries? Is, is this going to work for like a, a plumber in a local area somewhere? Yeah, yeah. So we've had plumbers in local areas use it. Right. Uh, and I think the, the thing to remember about any sort of marketing tactic is that you're trying to reach people and people get hung up on doing different marketing things because they think that their audience isn't going to like it, but it, there's no such thing as an audience. There's just people that you are trying to connect with. And a quiz can work for any person if you actually connect it to them. So we've had the very boringest industries make quizzes. One of the, the most boring is like enterprise security software. They sell to people who work in cubicles and never interface with anyone else. But they've reached these people by making quizzes along the lines of, what's your Star Wars IT personality? 
which is killer, right? Like Star Wars is huge <laughs> wait, with nerds. Wait, 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 stereotype there. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I can, I feel like I can say that because I, I am a Star Wars nerd. Like I have a Star Wars shirt. It's like a full screen print of like yeah, man, and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so I'm part of that group, and I totally took that quiz, and it works because it reaches the people. And that's the most important thing. And I hear it all the time. I hear all those objections about, oh, this is going to work. But it's so easy to fall into that trap of like, oh, I'm reaching an audience. Like, no, you're reaching an individual. And you have to remember that individuals have interests and you can make a quiz that matches their interests and that's going to work. So that's the number one thing to remember. And then we do have other options. So there's quizzes. There's polls, and then we also do giveaways, so like sweepstakes. And you can use those in conjunction with each other. So maybe one month it's a quiz, the next month it's a poll, like what's the best Star Wars character of all time? And then the next month it's a giveaway, like win tickets to see the new Star Wars movie that's coming out. So you can kind of mix things up so you're not doing the same thing all the time. Uh, but I think it is important to uh, like get over that idea that we're selling to a group it's like you're selling to a person awesome i love that man fantastic answer thank you for that um where, where does one start i'm going to rewind a slight tick um in terms of strategy you know strategy over tactics sort of thing um the other the other kind of you know tendency marketers you know all of us as marketers can have like what's the sexiest thing right now like you know, um, I don't know, you know, strange, can, can I tie it to stranger things? Cause stranger things is just rocking right now. Right. So where, where do you start strategically? Do you sort of think, okay, you know, get a piece of paper. Um, this has to be an awareness piece of content. Like what's our objective going to be? What is, what does that look like? Yeah. I think with quizzes in particular, it starts with knowing what a quiz needs to do which is tell people something about themselves because that's why people take quizzes in the first place. There's, there's no big secret to why these things go viral. It's just that people like to learn about themselves. And so the way to make sure you do that is to come up with this template of which kind of blank are you or what type of blank are you? So again, like the star Wars one, what's your star Wars it personality? That's what type of blank are you? So you take this what type of blank are you template and in that blank, you insert something that's relevant to the people you are trying to reach. So if you're trying to reach IT people, Star Wars is a pretty good bet. If you're trying to reach people that are in blogging, you just insert the word blogging. What's your blogging personality? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to reach people in the fashion space, what's your style personality? So you've got to insert something there that reaches the individual's who are you, you are trying to sell to, and that's how you come up with a good quiz. It's a bit risky to try to go with whatever is hot right now because especially if you want to run this quiz for a long time, like that thing might not be hot in a year. And the key to quizzes is that they can last a really long time. Mm. Some of the exact same quizzes that were popular 15 years ago are like going viral again today. And so these things have a very long staying power again, because they tell you something about yourself. So have that title template and then insert into that blank, something that's relevant to your audience. Awesome. Like that. Good tips there. So what share a couple of examples 
Um, actually, let me ask this another way. What, what makes a, a great quiz? And you've touched on that it, it, to some end actually already, you know, that reaching the person as a person, um, uh, trying to tie to their, and I think you read an article about this as well. Like everyone sort of wants to know about themselves a little bit, right? So I, I love that. But, but share a couple of examples with us, some of your favorite, maybe recent examples. Of, yeah, of- yeah. Yeah, so there's a there's a, a fun one that CVS did uh, the pharmacy. pharmacy yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, I think it was which what kind of stocking are you for Christmas? So like, what kind of stocking are you? And I thought it was really great uh, and just fun because they had good questions about like you know how much candy you eat on Christmas morning and all that kind of stuff, which is just hilarious. Um, there was a bunch of good Halloween ones. Like what's your Halloween personality? Like how much do you know about Halloween? All that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think the key to those, and this really dawned on me cause I was uh, helping out at my sister's elementary school and I was taking quizzes with a bunch of kids. And as we were going through the questions, the thing that really made the quizzes a hit, was when there was a good question. Like we were taking this one from Starbucks and one of the questions on the Starbucks quiz was, what's your favorite flavor? And chocolate was a massive, massive hit, obviously with kids. I mean, probably with anybody, but it was, it was such a huge hit. When we got to that question, everyone was like screaming and yelling, like voting for the chocolate. And I think it's super important to know your audience and know what types of questions they want to answer. Cause everybody wants to talk about how much they like chocolate. You know, not everybody wants to talk about like what's their favorite, you know, class in school. Like that's kind of not the greatest of a crowd pleaser. So I think it's important to know your audience and know what kind of questions they want to be asked because people love to talk about themselves but they don't like to talk about themselves with everything. There's a lot of things that we don't like to talk about. So it's important to know what types of things they're going to want to answer. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you touched on this a little bit and I still can't get my head around the fact that your tool, uh, the interact tool will create a Facebook ad for you. That's just amazing, right? That's so good. Um, any other tips on promoting a quiz? Like uh, maybe some hook ideas? Is it simply just what type of something are you? Is there a little bit more finesse to it? Any quick tips you can offer there? Yeah, I think it's important not to overthink it actually, because it is literally just what type of blank are you? 75% of the quizzes made on our platform have that title. And there's, I think it's almost 40,000 now that have been made on the platform. So it's really just simple and you want it to be very basic because you want the focus to go into writing good questions and writing good outcomes and all that kind of stuff. You don't want to overthink the title. It's really easy for me to tell when somebody's overthought a title and it gets to be really long and convoluted and that never works. So you really want it to be like five or six words. What type of blank are you just the question just very very simple and then have a good picture on the front uh, usually of people because pictures of people tend to do better on social media so have a good picture that represents the quiz and then just have people start taking the quiz and then make sure you have those good questions that ask them things that they want to answer yeah cool i like that don't overthink it I was like, oh, should we look like our audience on this and that? And it's like, man, just just, just put it out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just give work. it a shot. <laughs> See what happens. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, just, real, uh, just real quickly, actually, the, the integrations you, you spoke of, 
Um, so, you know, us at Red Pandas, we're, we're a HubSpot partner, um, but we're not married to it. If something else is better for everyone else, we will recommend that. Um, if you're using like a HubSpot or something, would you integrate via like a, a Zapier or um, can, it, can it do that sort of stuff? Yeah, no, we have direct integrations with everybody. So uh, HubSpot, Infusionsoft, Pardot, Marketo, uh, ConvertKit, Drip, MailChimp, Aweber, GetResponse. I think we have 16 native integrations. So anybody that's big, we have an integration with directly. So especially with something like HubSpot where you've got different lists and different sequences, you can put somebody onto a different automation sequence depending on which quiz outcome they get or depending on how they answer one of your questions or, you know, whether they start taking the quiz or not, any of those things, you can set up really easy triggers depending on how they progress through your quiz directly into HubSpot. So you just connect HubSpot up, you set up all those connections and then it just runs once somebody starts taking the quiz. That, that's freaking exciting, man. I want to yeah. jump out of my seat right now. That is really exciting. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I look, Hey, Zapier is cool, right? Nothing against Zapier, but like using a middleware, it always kind of stuffs things up a little bit. You don't get all the data. So the fact you have a direct integration, you can create lists and workflows seamlessly. That is freaking music to my ears. Um, okay, so just uh, just a couple of real quick questions. I guess more back to you, really, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so you've been on Entrepreneur, uh, the, the, the website, the blog, Marketing Profs, HubSpot, obviously. How do you get these publications to say yes to your content? Yeah, that one is a mixture of things. It's a mixture of trying and also practicing. So I didn't get my first feature until I had written a hundred of my own blog posts. And a few of those had done really well on inbound.org. So where you can just submit stuff and people upvoted if it's good. A few of them had gotten to the top. So I had done a lot of practice in terms of my writing. And then when I went to pitch those different guest blog uh, positions, I always framed it in terms of what was going to do well for them. And I actually have some of the top articles on HubSpot. I think I have the top article on Unbounce. At least I did for a long time in terms of most shares. So I would always go about it in terms of what's going to do well for you. And the way I do that is I'd use BuzzSumo to look at what content was performing well on those sites. And then I'd pitch something that was similar or kind of a mix of some of the top articles, where at least I'd mentioned that I had seen those top articles. And I'd say, I think this was doing well because of X, Y, and Z. Here's a couple of my writing examples, which at first, those were just the ones that had done well on inbound.org. And then once I got a few guest uh, post submissions, I'd use those. So it's a mixture of just some, some really arduous practice. You know, 100 articles is not a short amount of time. It's like 500 plus hours of, of writing mm -hmm. before I broke through and got any of those. So you can't, you can't ignore that. Like that's something that kind of has to happen. But you also have to have the other part where you pitch it in terms of what's in it for the site you're writing for. I love it. Love it. Love your tactical answers there as well. Um, the final one is, so um, I'm a huge John Nasta fan, Hack the Entrepreneur. And I was excited to learn that you were on the show. So I only got through a little bit of it before, before our, um, our interview now. Uh, how was it to be on that? Like, was that a lot of fun? 
Yeah, that was a great show. I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, it, that was, that was a fun experience. I think it's so great to be able to talk about kind of that side of things where it's the entrepreneurial journey and all that stuff. I talk about quizzes a lot and I have for a really long time. Uh, I don't talk about kind of the journey and all that stuff quite so much. So it was a great show and John's an amazing house. So yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. That guy is yeah, genius. Hard worker at the end of the day, seriously, just, he just grinds it out, but I'll link to that in the show notes. So for those who haven't heard Hack the entrepreneur, fantastic show. Uh, like Josh mentions, it's more around, I guess the entrepreneurial side, the growth lessons, what's worked. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait to dig into that particular episode myself, which I'll link to as well. Um, a, a question I, I did have is you spoke a little bit around some of, you know, ending slightly on a personal note, which I think is always fun. Um, you talk about like finding a coach on that show. So talking about the importance of what, that, what that's been for your, uh, you know, journey and maybe share some insights for the listeners. Yeah, that that's been crucial to my journey. I've had a coach for over two years, maybe it's been almost three years now. Uh, every single week I meet with him for a couple of hours. He's got a PhD in psychology and he's also a coach for a lot of really big tech companies. So he's got both sides of things. And I think the importance of that is that it gives you what I call a foil, which is somebody to bounce ideas off of, a lot of weeks I'll come in with some stuff that's really hot on my mind that's really bothering me and I'm able to face it through him because I know that if I go to him, he's either going to say, yes, you need to worry about that. That's a really big thing. Figure it out and I can help you figure it out. Or like, no, you just need to let that one go. It's not important. And it's so nice to be able to clean the slate every week because when you run a company, especially as it starts to grow, there's stuff that comes up all the time. And if you don't learn how to deal with it, you can never move past it and you'll get stuck on like level one. They can never move to level two or three or four. So it's a really great way to kind of figure out what's going on. And then when there's bigger things that need to be worked on, like how do you find people to hire and stuff like that, it, it's much easier to handle those things because you have somebody to kind of talk through everything with as well. So highly recommend it um, in terms of, you know, just working through all sorts of stuff that comes up when you're running a company. Awesome, man. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, like I mentioned, I'll, I'll link that as well. Cause I think that reveals a really kind of, you know, and I only touch on it with my guests. So it, it's kind of, you know, fun. I'm slightly envious of Johnny gets to talk about that sort of stuff, but you've got to stick with your niche. So yeah, a lot of fun. Um, Josh, any parting thoughts before we, we kind of end this? Um, thank you so much for your time. It's been incredible. Anything you want to share before we, we kind of end? Yeah, I think a couple of parting thoughts. Um, one is that you do have to compete in this world for people's attention. And as marketers, you can't just assume that somebody's going to be interested in what you're selling because it has merit or because you think it's interesting. So you really do need to go out and realize that the world is changing and things are shifting and that's important. And then the other thing is that marketing is very conversational and quizzes allow you to create somewhat of a conversation, but you need to take it further than that. And as the world becomes fragmented and more busy, the more you can talk to your clients, the better off you're going to be. 
Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you. And this is sort of the, the I guess, final thing. Um, this already has been a wealth of knowledge. Like you, you speak to these guests and this is one of the reasons why a podcast and you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great. But when you speak to a really great guest as yourself, you don't expect what's going to come out of it. So for me, it's been a lot of fun, very educational. Can't wait to go back. Um, but this is our wait, but there's still more moment. So as I, I would have mentioned prologue to this uh, interview, um, you're actually being generous enough for a 25% off coupon code for your tool, which is freaking amazing. I'm definitely going to jump onto that. And we're going to share that uh, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP82. So if you want 25% off, I mean, this is like a, almost like a Black Friday special. Uh, check it out. Um, yeah, anything you want to, I guess they just get that code, drop it in and, and they, they use it. Yeah, absolutely. So just jump in there and you can use that code. And yeah, definitely would love to hear any sort of feedback. Once people do come onto our platform, we don't just preach about the conversational thing. We actually do it. So we offer a coaching call to every single person that signs up on our platform, which at this point is like thousands a month. Um, but we always continue to do that because I think it's so important to make those connections. So that is something else you can expect if you do give it a shot. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, where can people reach you? You on, you on the socials, you, you like to connect to people. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn a lot. That's kind of my, my new thing. Um, and you can search for Josh Hanum. There's actually only one of me in the world. So I will be the one that comes up. I'm also on Twitter under the same thing. And then I actually use email a lot and I give out my email address. So it's josh at tryinteract.com. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your valuable time and keep doing what you're doing. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.